Hi, this is Stephanie Callahan, and you're listening to Me, Myself, and I Radio. This is the second installment. Please, if you already haven't done so, listen to the first segment of the show, part one. Good morning, good afternoon, hip hip hooray. This is Me, Myself, and I Radio, a self-discovery podcast. It's all about being extraordinary under extraordinary circumstances. I'm your host, Anthony Hayes. Welcome to the journey called life. Let's go. Sometimes in life, things can come across as rather odd or often peculiar, a little like the way that you decide to tune into other radio stations other than ours. If you enjoyed that introduction song, that is Love Struck Robot coming through again with the tunes, this time with Do It All For The Dream. Head on over to lovestruckrobot.com or download that on iTunes right now. I am a recovering workaholic, I am a recovering perfectionist, and I am a recovering people pleaser. I had to realize that I was addicted to work, which is, is an interesting addiction, right? I mean, you hear people talk about alcoholism or drug addiction yeah, or, you know, game addiction. Yeah, but being a workaholic is a real thing, too, obviously. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a real thing. And I said, you know, I ultimately, I had to learn how to love me and figure out what was going on with my health. And fortunately, uh, I was introduced to a, a guy in private practice. He's a solopreneur um, that listened to me and helped me figure out what was going on. I fired all my doctors, every single one of them. Ultimately learned that a good number of them had me misdiagnosed. And, uh, you know, you mentioned depression a minute ago. Um, at one point, I had been diagnosed uh, with major depression. At one point, I had been diagnosed with bipolar disease. At one point, I had been diagnosed with polycystic ovarian disease. I mean, I had this litany wow. of things that I was diagnosed with. And it turns out I didn't have any of those things. But the medications that they had me yeah. on for those things actually made my particular situation worse. Worse. Yeah, and it does for some people. At any point during that, or I mean, it sounds like you did kind of, but did you, you started to believe these doctors and these situations and these diagnoses and they kind of became you? Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you you go to a medical professional, or at least I used to go to a medical professional, and you think they, they go to school for a really long time to be able to help you. What I learned ultimately is that the best person to talk to about your medical situation is yourself. And now I'm not saying I self-diagnose, don't get me wrong. I still seek professionals, but I also seek my own inner knowing of does this sound right? And if it doesn't sound right, it's okay to question. It's okay to research. It's okay to seek an, another opinion. 
Um, ultimately, what occurred in my situation is uh, before we had moved, um, when when my son was still a very newborn infant, uh, we lived in a two-story home, and I was at the top of the stairs carrying him, and I just had socks on, didn't have shoes on, and I slipped uh, um, going down the stairs, and I fell down the stairs. Well, now, I've got my newborn infant in my arms, right? The only thing that was important to me falling down those stairs was that nothing happened to my baby. And so I hit my head multiple times going down those stairs and landed at the bottom of the stairs um, for quite a bit of time. I'm not really sure how long. Um, fortunately, my, my stepson happened to be visiting and I asked him to get the baby and put him in his carrier until I could catch my breath and kind of figure out, okay, what next? Now, what I should have done at that very moment is call for help and go get seek medical attention and make sure I was okay. I didn't do that. I, I caught my breath. I kind of checked the baby out. He was fine. I was really more focused on him than I was me. Sure, and I sure. continued on with life. Um, but that was the starting point for me having some of these other symptoms. As it turns out, you know, I mentioned that, that these other diagnoses that I had, um, it actually turned out that I had neurotransmitter damage. So oh, your, your okay. neurotransmitters are the electronic hub, so to speak, in your brain that, that fire and capture different signals. And mine were disrupted from that fall. And I, I didn't know it for years. I didn't know it. Sure, sure. And so that was causing stress and strain on my body. Um, the medication they were giving me from the misdiagnosis was actually making the neurotransmitter problem worse. Um, I was overworking. And uh, my adrenaline system stopped functioning. So your adrenaline system, your, your adrenal gland, it's this teeny tiny gland, uh, is what creates the baseline chemicals for your, the rest of your body to create hormones. So when my adrenal gland stopped working, which by the way, there are a huge number of people in America that are in some kind of adrenal fatigue and don't know it. Yeah, that's um, amazing. I never heard that before. Yeah, yeah. Lots and lots of people in some form of adrenal fatigue and just don't know it because we're go, go, go society. But mine stopped working. And so when it stopped working, then my thyroid didn't have what it needed. My ovaries didn't have what they needed. And so I just started shutting down from the inside out. And that's, you know, it all kind of came to a head in 2009. Um, and at that point, uh, I was definitely existing more than living. Yeah. Um, by this point, David, uh, our youngest, was in second grade, and um, he took care of me more than I took care of him, and that was unbelievably humbling. You know, at night, I wouldn't have enough energy to come to the kitchen table for dinner, so he would cut it up like a toddler, and he'd come to the family room, and he'd help me eat. Aww. You know, so roles, roles were definitely reversed uh, for a yeah. while. Um, he grew up really fast during that time. Um, you know, I... I saw the caregiving, empathetic side of him uh, come out. And I'm super, super grateful that I was able to find one of these world changers. And there's loads and loads of world changers that don't know they're world changers. But I, I found a solopreneur that helped me figure all this stuff out, you know, that helped me figure out about the neurotransmitter damage and helped me figure out, um, you know, how to heal my adrenals. And rather than getting this death sentence of, you know, get your affairs in order, which I had doctors that told me that. Um, I didn't have to do that. You know, I was able to use a lot of different 
healthy methodologies to <laughs> get myself here today to have this conversation. And while that was so awesome, thank you. You know, while that wasn't an easy time in life, it was also the time in life that I learned how to listen to me because one of the things I had to do was just stop. Yeah. I think I, I think I have a huge problem with that. I think a lot of people have a huge problem with that. And as, as you alluded to, you know, you can't love somebody else until you love yourself. And I'm a firm believer in that. And I think that over the years, especially in, you know, different relationships and in my, actually in my, my marriage um, that I was in, it was just one of those things where like, I, I didn't know how to exist anymore. I didn't know how to exist without them. I think I became codependent, might've been part of it, but you know, it was, I think it was a culmination of a lot of these things and just those mental, you know, almost like it's some type of immaturity, like something that I just wasn't able to function and process these emotions properly. And I think it wasn't until recently, like the past few years where all these things really started to come, you know, into, into being, if you will. And, um, I, I found for me, a lot of my success came with writing, getting these feelings out, getting these emotions out. Um, you know, along the way, did you have any resources like that that you used to kind of process? Oh, I love that question. And we could do an entire show just on that question. <laughs> um, you know, the, the first thing that I, I think basically do... what I'm asking you is when does your book come out? Right, right. <laughs> I would be the first person to read it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I... One of the first things that I had to do was learn how to be quiet. And that sounds kind of weird to some people, but I was always on the go. Um, I was, I was the type of person that when everyone, even in college, when everyone would sit down to watch an episode of some show, I was the one that was listening to the show while I did other things. And if I missed something, I'd say, Oh, hey, what did I just miss? Because I, I couldn't sit still even for a 20 or 30 minute show. Yeah. And. Oh, I know that all too well. Yeah. You know, it's so, <laughs> but, but with the whole adrenal gland failing, you know, that, that car is burnt out, that, that automobile is mm. totally burnt out. I didn't have a choice. So I, and even things like the flickering light on a TV actually drains your adrenal system. Right. So I was told read more. I was told laugh more. I was told walk outside in bare feet and just breathe. And when I was first told those things, I thought, oh my gosh, I can't do that. I can't do that. Um, but I found a way to do that. Right. Uh, oh, I had, man. I had a pretty big motivator I love that. and, and I learned how to read for fun. Again, I did it all the time when I was in elementary school and I, that kind of was something that went by the wayside. So I even, I have that in a practice today. Um, every day I read for fun for at least 20 to 30 minutes. Cool. Um, That's such a great habit. It's something that feeds me, right? It's something that feeds into me. I learned how to listen to me, like really listen to me, not not what a lot of us typically do of uh, we get an idea and then we immediately fluff it away. Sure. Um, I actually practiced asking myself questions and then waiting to hear what the answer was and not blowing off the answer, not justifying the answer away. 
And I created this practice that I now teach my clients and anybody else that'll listen. Uh, I call it the resentment test because I found that there were so many things that I said yes to that really weren't a yes because I wasn't good at saying no. Mm. And so now with everything that comes my way, whether it's how I'm going to price a new program or somebody in the community asking me to be on a committee or my son saying, Hey mom, can I go do whatever? I run it past a resentment test and it's really unbelievably simple once you learn how to do it. And that's just very simply, you get quiet with yourself and you say, if I say yes to this, will I experience any resentment at all? Any resentment at all. And if there's a yes, even if it's a teeny tiny yes, then the answer to the question is no. Now, that doesn't mean that you're constantly saying no. Then the next step to that is that you have an opportunity to figure out how to make it a yes. Ooh. So, yes, you know, the mind, my, my... mindset change shift. I like that. Right. That's so cool. Exactly. Now, just to back up a little bit, there was three things that you had mentioned. It was read more. Um, go outside, walk with bare feet. Can you repeat those, those three things? I, I love that. We gotta, we, people gotta hear that one more time. Yeah. You know, uh, read more for fun, laugh more, which I actually combine the two. I, I got really good at just reading different things just for fun and laughing and, and allowing myself to laugh out loud and really get my whole body into the laughter. There's healing and laughter. Um, going out and just experiencing nature, you know, whether that's walking barefoot in the grass, I invested time to just go and be, which I know with your book, oh, you've got to appreciate Oh man, she that. did it. She you know, did it, tribe. I don't know if you guys are listening close enough, but Stephanie's just dropping wisdom. And I mean, just everything that we're about here on me, myself and I with the, the show and the the book, by the way, don't read my book if you want to laugh. It's definitely not funny. Anyway, Stephanie just has lived that every day. Um, and I think that her message so, so directly relates to the theme of the show. She just, she just gets it. She just gets it. And even before we got on, she, the way, the way she was talking and her, some of the sentences and the words that she was using, I was like, oh man, I love this lady. Too bad she's married. <laughs> Yep, happily married for many, many years (laughs) to an awesome, awesome puzzle piece of mine. You know, I think you bring that up and that that reminds me of another thing that I started very actively doing that made a huge difference. And that's practicing gratitude. And, you know, around Thanksgiving time, uh, many of us, you know, start posting on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter or wherever. We're talking about, you know, what are you grateful for? What yeah. I've found is that a daily practice of gratitude keeps me in tune with what's truly important to me. Yeah, like a like a gratitude grounded. journal or something. Yeah. yeah. Totally cool. Um, you know, so when my son was little, we started this practice called the golden list. And essentially what that means is you start the day by listing 10 things that you're grateful for. Now, here's the deal. When you start this practice, sometimes you're like, I don't have anything to be grateful for because you're not used to practicing gratitude. (laughs) It doesn't have to be big. You know, when, when I very first started, I had a buddy who was in the military and who was in Afghanistan sleeping in trenches, right? 
I'm grateful yeah. for my bed. I'm grateful for Ooh. my pillows. I'm yeah, grateful that's for right. my blankets, right? That's a, yeah, that's um, a, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm grateful for the roof over my head. I'm grateful that the lunch I ate tasted good. You know, it doesn't have to be big. I'm grateful that the plants in my office aren't dying because I've remembered to water them this time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm it doesn't so bad with mine. <laughs> it, it doesn't have to be huge things. It can be very simple things in your life that you're glad they're there. You know, I'm grateful that I had a teacher that taught me how to do X. I'm grateful that I had a teacher that didn't believe in me so I could prove him wrong. Ooh, um, yeah. You I know, love the naysayers. <laughs> you know, it, 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 there's not a right or wrong in gratitude practice. And everybody, if you look at your life, can find 10 things that you're happy is going on in your life, that you're grateful is there. Right? Um, yes. You know, I'm grateful that I have a car that works. I'm grateful that I have a bus route that gets me to where I need to go. I'm grateful that I have a job. I'm grateful that I have family that love me. I'm grateful that I have friends that support me, you know, whatever your list is, um, there's no right or wrong to it. And what I found is that the more that I practiced gratitude, the more things I had to be grateful for because it got easier. And I started seeing what was right in front of me that I hadn't seen before. Yeah. Your, your me, myself and I elements just kind of came full circle. If, if you guys are are listening to to Stephanie and really and when I mean listen I mean just absorbing everything that she had had to say so far and if there may be one or two things that you've missed that's okay too because I'm gonna have so much awesome stuff to quote her on in the blog but I think the the four main I think that the four main things that really stuck out in my mind was read more laugh more get out more and be more grateful. And I think that's such a wonderful, positive message that anybody who's listening right now, you've got homework. And those are the four things that I want you to start working on. I know Stephanie does too. You know, if you guys would like to request a freedom breakthrough strategy session with Stephanie, you can head over to me myself. Um, <laughs> well, you can head over to me myself and iradio.com slash Stephanie, obviously, because I'll, I'll have this interview, all her stuff there. But you can also go to stephaniecallahan.com and everything is right there just to get in touch with her and to kind of get your strategy, to get your vision, to get your business re-sparked, reignited like a catalyst. Stephanie is at the helm of whatever that you want to you know, bring into fruition, whatever you want your future to look like, your I elements, if you will. So, I mean, Stephanie, today has been so much fun. I'm so glad that we got this opportunity to speak to you and to just share your story because it's um i'm uh i can't wait to go back and edit this because there's um there's so much stuff that i'm gonna take away from it once i i listen through all the way again so i mean is there is there anything anywhere you want to send people do you have any special um things going on right now any promotions or anything with uh with everything that you do well thank you for asking you know because this episode is something that will last forever, right? What I, what I'd like to invite any of the listeners to do is, is if you are interested in looking at your business in a way that can be holistic, where you can be fully you, um, and, and make a profit doing it, uh, reach out to stephaniecallahan.com. 
there's there's a button there for work for me work with me um, there's all kinds of freebies that I have out there um, and there's also social media links to connect um, I'd love it if you choose to do any one or all of the above yes and you will listeners because we're gonna have all this information on the blog and make it really easy for you. We're going to have stuff in the show notes. If you're listening on iTunes, right behind the me, myself and I radio banner. If you just click that on your mobile smartphone, we're going to have a brief description and summary of today's show, along with a couple of quick links just to get you started and off into the right direction. I just want to thank Stephanie so much for coming on today and really, really exploring the being that is Stephanie Callahan. As always, at the end of every show, guys, we'd like to urge you no matter what the rest of your day brings to control the controllable. As for the rest, keep on flowing and just be. This has been me, myself, and I radio with my wonderful co-pilot, Stephanie. Stephanie, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do.